Welcome to Couples Becoming Intentional. I'm Carrie. I am John. And here at Couples Becoming Intentional, we want to equip you with different tools and resources so that you can live intentional lives with those that you love to leave a legacy that lasts. Today, we are talking about six things that we have learned in the six years that we've been married. Come August 20th, 20th. We'll be celebrating. Did you remember? I did. I just <laughs> wanted you to chime in. Yes. So August 20th marks six years that John and I have been married. We got married at the ripe age of 20 and 21. Yes. Ripe age. I was going to say, I'm like, I had just turned 20. We were My so young. two days before our anniversary. So, you know, we were doesn't... so young when we fell in Uh, Okay. So today we thought we would do something a little bit fun and just share the six things that we have learned in six years of us being married. And then our rapid fire will be about our, about our wedding, you know, six years ago, back when Pinterest was still king on weddings and everyone was doing their pin weddings and everything was DIY and you tried to make it as cost effective as possible. Okay, so we are going to be going back and forth. John came prepared with three. I came prepared with three. And uh, we're just going to be sharing just what we've learned in six years. And by no means are we experts, but six years is a long time. It is. It's our longest relationship. Yes. It is. Yes, it is our longest relationship. (laughs) I don't know why that took me a while to process. I was like, it is. This is just a simple Uh, yes. I believe my relationship with Jesus was longer, actually. So okay, that's not what I mean. <laughs> okay, you're anyways. Us off. Yes, our first one, the first one that I thought of was uh, perspective. So um, that's just realizing that as much as we have in common, we have a lot more. Maybe, maybe not more, but and uh, the fact that like there's a lot that are different about us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we have different family of origins. We have different ways of thinking about things like God created us uniquely. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he created Carrie more emotional Mm -hmm. client where I, I guess I am emotional too. I grew up with the belief that I'm intellectual because mm-hmm. that, that's what I thought like you needed to be mm-hmm. like emotions didn't matter. And mm-hmm. all that mattered was like your, what was a fact? What was fact? What was, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I came to realize recently that like, actually I do have emotions. It's just my natural way about going and stuffing it down where Carrie is more of an expressor. Verbal processor is definitely where I lie. Yeah. And so, yeah, we are both different. And Mm -hmm. so we have unique perspectives on a Mm -hmm. situation. And so when we communicate our perspectives, you know what? We can find a better solution. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. And we don't have to fight about it. (laughs) It's amazing how many times that I'll be like stuck in my own head just processing something and I'll like verbalize it out to John. And I'd be like, you know what? I should probably keep talking to you more about this because you're actually giving good insight and you're giving me a different perspective that I wasn't thinking. And I'm like, huh, this is this is what marriage is supposed to be like. (laughs) So it is a blessing. We'll say that it took us a while to figure out that this was a blessing. (laughs) Yes. Um, The first few years were 
a little rough of both of us. And I think that's with any marriage, both two in a very independent, well, maybe not very independent, but um, two soul people coming together to now live one life is oh, soul s o l e yes i'm like we're not full of soul no no no, no. we're not singing um that so to be able to see benefit in our perspectives is great and being able to come together and learn and grow in that i think is just one of the things that you do throughout marriage yes and number two number two is boundaries man I could talk for hours about this. So I think one of the things that when, and I mean it in a different way. So when John and I first got married, we were very codependent on each other. We can talk about that in a future episode. Very. Very. Like unhealthy um, ways. And we did not listen to loving, godly advice. And um, one of the things when I mean boundaries is mainly boundaries within family um, so recognizing that um, being able to communicate expectations is actually really key. So that's what I mean when I say boundaries is really just communicating your expectations and knowing that when expectations are not communicated, they're assumptions, they may mm. feel obligations yes. or um, when expectations. they're right. Well, and this is why, like if they're not met, they're in client's bitterness. Oh yeah. And that's ultimately not how we want to operate within any sort of relationship especially our marriage, but even with the people that you're going to be living the rest of your life with right. family. Um, so whatever that looks like communicating what you want. So if you don't want to be able to spend time with somebody or are limiting the amount of time you're spending, how, how can you communicate that? But then also still make it feel like they're being loved and respected in it. Right. So maybe you're not seeing them every single week, but you're seeing them, um, twice a month for an extended period of time and you're just more intentional about that time that you spend hmm. or you are be yeah you're just being more intentional with that time that you spend so yeah it yeah it's definitely uh, it's okay to say no yes um you don't have to say yes to everything that mm -mm. comes across your across the table and so don't feel obligated right like mm -hmm. that you have to do everything that your family invites you to mm -hmm. number three uh, number three, ask questions, listen carefully. Uh, Carrie and I both have found this one to be very beneficial for mm -hmm. us. Um, just trying to understand each other's perspective or to understand what's going on in each other's minds. Um, and so I think just having that natural curiosity um, just be portrayed i think people in general are curious mm -hmm. they want to know what like other people what's going on with other people and the best way to understand what's going on is asking questions open-ended mm -hmm. questions so yes. like how are you doing and actually meaning it not just like using how are you doing in the greeting form yes which is okay. how are you good good okay cool bye yeah more yeah. open more um i think the biggest thing is like the more more open-ended questions that are unique mm. because everyone asks, well, how are you? Which is an open-ended question, but how often are we in just our nature to be like, good, because we don't expect that other people actually care what the other person's asking on the other side. But if you ask the question of what brought you joy today or what mm. is something you're thankful for in your, or today, or what was the best part of today, which is something that we are now asking Finn on a nightly yeah. basis. It's like, you're actually gauging more of a conversation rather than just how was your day? Yeah, Good. it's actually sparking, like it, the um, sparking 
imagination Mm -hmm. of like, oh, that is a different question. Now I have to think about it. Where like, how are you doing? Is like, oh, you know, the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so. And can we just be honest about something? When somebody asks us a question like that, don't we feel more cared for? Like, don't we feel loved? Like, oh, they actually do care what my opinion is. And they actually do want to get to know me well beyond the, what do you do for work? And, uh, and, and just like the basic type things in sports packers and weather. Right. And how are you doing? Like getting beyond that kind of stuff is where like that open-ended question has really, or open-ended questions in general, um, deeper open-ended questions, right. maybe, um, have really impacted our life, like just John and I's marriage, but then also the people that we're in relationships with. Right. Nobody wants to stay in the kiddie pool. No. You want to go to the deep end. That's where all the fun activities are. Yeah. It's where the diving board is, and then mm-hmm. that's how we get deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, look at that analogy. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, and then the second half, listen carefully. Mm-hmm. If you're going to ask a question, please listen. Yes. So that you can ask further questions. Mm-hmm. Offer listening responses. So if I say, hey, Carrie, what was the... The funnest thing you've done today. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Funnest thing I the most fun thing I don't think funnest fun. is a word. It isn't a fun. <laughs> See that caught me. Um, the most fun thing I did today was take a car ride with you and the kids. And taking a car ride, what was fun about that? It was just nice today having kids strapped in car seats and listening to Moana, mm. and everyone got along. Yeah. Today, today it was an emotional day <laughs> for everyone. It's been a very emotionally strong day today for everyone. Yeah. So number four. Oh, number four. This is mine. Have difficult conversations. So I think when, and this is just maybe Carrie putting on her preacher pants a little bit, but when people get preacher into um, relationships early or fast, like John and I did, we tend to... Um, romanticize fantasize be a little bit more emotional driven rather than logic so when emotion is high in anybody like even with our children today logic is low they're not thinking through things properly and even with us so if you ask a logical question it makes more sense so or having more difficult logical conversations of where are we going to live how will we make money where does this money go and like having more awkward conversations it may seem or like just ones that were kind of trained to be pushed aside a little bit yeah or taught that are taboo topics yeah it's like oh don't talk about money that's that's not being sensitive but i mean like how you use your time how you use your money Mm -hmm. these are going to show what you value most 
Right. And so if you can't have conversations about them, mm-hmm. it means that you're not truly valuing. Yes. And also them. having having conversations about politics, intimacy, like different views on like just more difficult conversations I think are going to be really important. And I'm not saying that like politics is the end all be all. Like don't hear me on that. But it's good to have civil conversations with the people that you care about most mm. and just be not like having your boxing gloves on and ready to defend because that's not what we're about. But again, going back to the open-ended questions, gain, ask questions for clarity of what is the purpose you believe what you believe or what, what led you to that belief? Cause there was probably something that happened in their past, their experience that shaped them. And that's where that came from. So, um, I think being willing to have deeper conversations and even bringing in mediators into different things. If you have like past trauma with a capital T or a lowercase T that you want to talk about um, and just being able to be open with the people that are around you is very important. Yes. We all have our trauma. Mm -hmm. We all need to be healed from something. Yes. We're not perfect. Mm -mm. You need to hear that more than you need, (laughs) than you know. Uh, I need to hear that. Uh, Um. Yeah, so number five is plan intimacy. Yes, this is plan plan to have sex like on a weekly basis because the reality is like you do what you plan, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if you're married, if you're yes, obviously, yes, Th- that shouldn't have to be said, but it does need to be said, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, yeah, so plan um, plan intimacy. So on a weekly basis plan a night that you're going to have sex because um if you don't plan it it's more likely it's not going to happen and so you realize you're you're fading apart you're drifting apart (laughs) and then you wake up 20 years later and it's like who the heck is this person next to me Mm -hmm. how about we don't have that happen yeah let's like often plan for intimacy and so that that looks like having weekly sex it could um once a month, maybe twice a month, depending on where you are financially, what and what your schedule, what like your schedule is, what yeah, life stage you're at, what age your kids are, yeah. um, if you have expendable, more expendable money or mm-hmm. less expendable money, like mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many factors, and we um, planned to have a date night, mm-hmm. like where you sit across from each other. Doesn't need need to be over food. You could go do a favorite activity. For us, Carrie and I love mini golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go out and play mini golf together and then we like talk while we do it. And it's, and then because we're doing something, it's just like conversations naturally flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also once a year, Carrie and I do a weekend, extended weekend trip together so that we can do things three days together mm-hmm. and, um, and do like, and not be around kids because Yes, kids are a blessing. They're also a hindrance to intimacy between spouses. Yes. So it's, and this is like so key of whatever you decide to take away from this section specifically of just making sure that your spouse is an important relationship Mm. and making time, that time for it truly a priority. Right. I think so often in marriages, especially with like when you have children, the parents will prioritize their relationship mm-hmm. with their children mm-hmm. and then they forget that like oh we're still married mm-hmm. and so like that's what you hear all these stories of people like the kids are out of the house and they're like 
I don't know who this is anymore right. either. And so because they never take took time to be with each other and to grow in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest, like if you have a strong marriage, if you are pl- like if you're if you're planning to grow together, then your relationship with your kids is going to be so much better than mm-hmm. if you just poured everything into your kids. Right. Because it does take two people to like two parents to have healthy children and so yeah it's um it's essential that you need um, to have a strong relationship with each other okay so wrapping up number six is be okay with change (laughs) john and i were talking about this and he goes i don't understand this i was like oh oh john you had a plan for our life i had a plan for our life as me a type a planner Of course I did. So when we got married at the ripe age of 20 and 21, John was still in college. I went to college for a hot second and somebody had to pay the bills at her. (laughs) Yes. I knew that you were marrying rich. Yes. So John went to school to become an engineer. And in my mind, engineers make a lot of money. And John was going to be a very successful engineer, make a crap ton of money. And I could be at home with our children. And it was going to be the greatest thing in the world. And everything was going to be sunshines and rainbows. And we were going to pay off all of his student debt really fast and then have children. Hmm. Ha, 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 hmm. ha. That's what I feel like God said. <laughs> um, it ended up being such a beautiful thing. John and I, John did graduate from college, did not become an engineer. We are now six years in and we have two kids. Debt is, student loans are all gone, which is praise the Lord. And we have a four-year-old, though, so that means we <laughs> we had a baby a lot sooner than we wanted. Yes. Which is, seriously, it's been a huge, huge thing, and we're so thankful and blessed, and I love our little Finn. We have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and um, I work, and John stays home. So it's like this totally different dynamic than we ever would have imagined or thought possible for our life six years ago. I never would have pictured this as what we would actually be doing in our life, so um, it's it's incredible. So really be open-minded, have open hands and open hearts to where, where the Lord is leading you when you do decide to say, I do. Um, and, or at the beginning of any relationship, we all, you know, we all know how it is. Um, you just start to plan your life around somebody and it may not be the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with and being able to open-handedly let that release that or, um, be able to work through different things and just be open to different directions and seasons of life. So <sighs> I'm thankful for this season and I'm glad that, you know, we made it six years. Ditto. <laughs> you ready for rapid fire? <laughs> yeah. I am thankful for six years as well. I, I don't know what I'd be doing without being married and. Oh yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. Okay. What... I would have a lot less purpose in life. Okay. What would you, if you were to paint your picture of where <sighs> do you think you would be if you were not married? I think it would not be a pretty picture. I would definitely be living at my parents' house still, still at my yeah. parents' house. And I would probably be working some sort of job. I don't think I would have ever gone back to college. Working 120 hours a week. Absolutely. Making as much money as humanly possible. Cause that's all that matters. That was past Carrie. This is not current <laughs> Carrie. Okay. Am I starting with the first? No, I want to know where you will be. Where it I don't be... know. It wouldn't be pretty. I wouldn't think so either. I. That's not my life, so I don't need to think about it. That's true. We definitely have become the best version 
of ourselves being together. Uh, I don't know if it's the best. I think we are progressing in the direction of being the best. Okay. I'm not saying that we're like complete. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like we can only progress towards yeah, a goal. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I think that's what we are on right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, so rapid fire. Going back six years to the wedding day. Do you remember much? I mean, having the photos and our videos helps a lot. Yes, I mean, Finn just went and grabbed our wedding book and you guys looked at it today. So hopefully that shocked some memories for you. Yeah. Okay, rapid fire. We just got two questions each. What was your favorite thing about our wedding? I liked it how chill it was. Mm-hmm. Um, our wedding started at 530 mm-hmm. and we were done by 830. I know. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and the fact that like we were able to invite 600 people. Like <laughs> I w- we were crazy. Yeah, I, that's what I liked. I like um, having be the ability to invite everyone and anyone mm-hmm. that we knew because like we wanted everyone to be included and mm-hmm. that's what we got. Yes. What was your favorite thing? I really enjoyed it being over. <laughs> Is that something bad to say? <laughs> like you get all anticipation. Maybe I'm just like pessimistic about weddings now. Um, you just spend all this money, build up all of this time and energy into this one day and it, then it's done. And I think I was just more ready to move on to marriage than the wedding because The next question will reveal why. (laughs) So my next rapid fire is if you could change one thing about your wedding, what would it be? Yeah, Carrie, what would that be? I would change a lot, to be honest. Hmm. Would you just eloped? Yes. Hmm. I've thought about that multiple times. My dad did offer a thousand dollars. I know. I uh, semi regret that we didn't do that. I am thankful for all the people that we came and that we were able to have it. And when it was and all the things and it was great and I loved my dress. And if I could change one thing, one thing, I would have, and this is two because it's a twofold. I would have invited less people and done a different location. Mm, I think, yeah, mine was going to be along the lines of a different location so that we could have actually had a party. Yes, because there was no alcohol. No dancing. I I couldn't drink. I was 20. (laughs) And, uh, And no dancing, which like... John doesn't like dancing. We didn't even have a first dance. Like that's, yeah. if you could tell my stress level at that day, I yeah. canceled our first dance. I wish we had more structure to our wedding and clearly defined expectations. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, we were not good at communicating. And back in the day, the reason why we invite 600 people is because I didn't want anyone to feel left out. Yeah. And I catered to literally everyone else's needs except for my own. Yeah. Yeah, our cake was like gluten-free and dairy-free and vegan. and Yes, because there were three people coming to the wedding that fit into one of those categories. Yes. Isn't that insane? But then you had an ice cream bar. so Yeah, that, yeah. so we had popcorn, ice cream, and wedding cake per my grandmother's request that we needed to have cake. Yes. I know. Craziness. Yeah. Anyway, six years. Thank you for listening to this episode where we rehash some memories of our six years of being married and what we have learned in the journey um we are both carrie and i know that um learning and growing is a thriving marriage is how we do become intimate so i hope that you took something away from from this that you 
one or two, maybe six um, <laughs> things that you let you learn that you can apply to maybe your marriage, maybe to relationships in your life. Thanks for listening to another episode of Couples Becoming Intentional. As always, if you have a question that you would like us to answer here on the podcast, you can go ahead and send us an email at jcvhouse at gmail.com, or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Carrie Daco. We'd love to be able to answer and feature you on here on the podcast. And as always, if there is somebody in your life who would benefit from this episode, feel free to go ahead and send them the link. And if you love this content, we'd love to be able to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Until next time, we love you and we appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.